Welcome back to another episode of Encounters with Darkness. I am your host, Ashley Greathouse, and this is kind of what you can expect if you are new to this podcast. One, thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love your support. Two, I'm not saying that ghosts are real, okay? I'm not. Do I want to believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes, I do. I want to believe so bad that I'm not crazy and that everything that I have experienced is all chalked up to supernatural beings. But I try to logically explain what I've went through. Now, I also have a lot of guests that come on my show. Is there a guest today? No, there's not. I'm sorry. But I do have a lot of guests that come on here and 90% of the time, they're authors as well. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You can go back and check out those episodes and hear us just kind of pick each other's brains, go through encounters that we have experienced and how these encounters have inspired us to write the stories that we do. Now, when I'm just solo on here, you know, it's just me talking about my encounters that I've went through. And today, we're going to focus on encounters that I've had inside of a haunted house. Now, one thing that I don't do is that I'm not, I'm not reading from a script. This is just me recalling my memory, especially my memory when it comes to actual locations. So I'm, I'm not trying to give you a history lesson on anything. You, you do not want to cite me on this is 100% factual about these locations that I talk about because it's my experiences. It's my memories. That, that's what this whole thing is about. Now, the first, the very first legitimate haunted house that I have ever went into is the Hannah House, located in Indianapolis, Indiana. What is crazy about the Hannah House is that it was a part of the Underground Railroad. And this is where the main, you know, reason for there being ghosts at this location As the story goes, per my memory, there was a group of slaves who made it to the Hannah house and were locked inside the cellar. You know, they were in hiding. And while they were locked inside the cellar, something happened. A a candle got knocked over. You know, maybe someone was smoking a cigar. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I do know that there was a fire. And these poor people that had taken refuge in the cellar of the Hannah house, they they didn't make it out. They were completely trapped, engulfed in flames, and they they died a, a horrible, horrible death. I mean, even, even the death itself is not as horrendous as the life that they had to go through. And the journey that they had made to try to get to freedom. Just to have all of that literally go up in flames. I mean, it is, it is, it's sad. It's just heartbreaking. 
So the legend is that these, these poor people are still trapped inside the cellar, unable to move on. Or, or maybe it's that they're scared to, to leave. You know, this was supposed to be the safe spot that they were able to rest at. And, and now they're just unable to move past that resting point. Another, another ghost that is supposedly around the area is a woman in a white dress. You know, why, a side note here, why is it always a woman in a white dress? Like, was there no other color of dress that people could have died in? It's, it's, it's always a white dress. And this is the part where it gets so hard to believe these stories that you hear about these ghosts because it they're they're so similar everywhere i mean different states different countries like a woman in a white dress come on but apparently there's a woman in a white dress that you know roams around the grounds and and around the gardens of the hannah house um the original owner of the hannah house himself is you know has been seen walking the halls of the Hannah home. Now, when I went there, I, I didn't get to experience any of the, the crazy encounters that a lot of people have claimed to have went through. And, and I tried, I looked everywhere. I really did. Like I was quiet as a mouse. I, I wanted, I wanted to be scared. I wanted something to pop out and show me that ghosts are real. That's what I wanted to experience. That's the whole reason why I went there. At, at a very a very young age, I was introduced to the, the world of the paranormal. And even at that young age, I was not 100% certain that that's what I saw. I've just always had a, a little bit of a logical side behind my curiosity so my dad offered, you know, he's super cool, offered to take me to the Hannah house so I could try to find a ghost. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was not able to find a ghost at that house. But what I did find was a feeling. Now, looking back on everything, you know, I, I knew the history behind the home. Before I went in there, everyone in, you know, Indianapolis knew the history of the home. It's not a secret. And my feeling that I got from the house could very well have been based on my knowledge of the home prior to going into it. But the feeling that I got was just this overwhelming sense of sadness and at that time, I, I really, I kind of compared that to, okay, that, that's what it's like to be around a ghost, to be in a haunted house. If it is a real haunted house, then it is really going to give me some type of feeling. And so that's always been my, that's always been my reference point. Someone tells me, hey, this, this place is haunted and I'm not feeling anything and I didn't feel anything prior to that. 
then I'm, I'm going to go with my gut and be like, yeah, I don't think it is. Now, if I'm in a house and I've got this weird feeling this whole entire time and someone says, yeah, I mean, supposedly this place is haunted, then I'm going to be like, wow, it is. I'm telling you. Yes, I think it is. Maybe, maybe it's not, but I think, I think it is because I've had a weird feeling. Yeah. Just kind of use feelings as a reference point to ghosts. That's, that's my logic. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. But like I said, nothing, nothing else really, really happened. And uh, I was, I was pretty bummed out, but I was still so hooked on finding evidence in the paranormal. So I, I know I've talked about it before, but when I was, you know, growing up, going through that whole preteen stage, I mean, I, I really, I really dove into it. I lived in this very small town called Heltonville, Indiana, and home of Damon Bailey, if you know who he is. I don't know where it'll help you just research it on your own. Yeah, I'm not really much of a, a sports person myself, but I got to meet Damon tons of times. He came to like my school. Super, super cool dude. Um, helped me with my math homework once. Thanks for that, Damon. And just to let you know, I still suck at math, in case you're wondering. But hidden away in that little tiny town is just, just tons of, of creepy places. I mean, there are random graveyards that are just like out in the woods. I mean, no trails around it at all. Just you go walking through the woods and boom, there's like a tiny little graveyard. Unkept, just nuts. And so of course, all of us kids, you know, growing up there, we, we come up with these stories or our family members have told us these stories about these little locations and just creeps us out. But me, I was drawn <laughs> to that kind of stuff. And my best friend at the time on her family's property was this like old trailer. And, and again, I'm sorry if you're re-listening to all of this. I know I've talked about it before, but there was this trailer. It had um, caught fire and there was a woman who did not make it out. And the story <laughs> At least the story that we all, all of us kids told was that it was her, it was her own children who did that to her, who started the fire with the intentions of killing their mother. And obviously they succeeded. So me and my friends, we would often, you know, go in and explore this trailer trying to find ghosts and talk to the dead mom that burned alive. And there was, there was one time, well, there was several times, but there was one time in particular that I'll talk about today where we had made our way back to the bedrooms in the trailer and we were just trying to like go through everything and really find out like who these people were. And in the living room, we heard a man's voice yell, get out. And I... We did. We listened. We were like, all right, bye. And we booked it out of there. Now, was that a spirit? You know, I have no idea. Most likely it was my friend's dad messing with us. Cause again, trailer is on their property. Hopefully it's still not there today. I always kind of, you know, no, 
not trying to judge, but I always thought it was really weird to like keep a half burnt down trailer on your property, but whatever. I mean, to each their own. Maybe it's still there. Maybe it's not. Now the third, you know, not, not really the third, but the, the third haunted house that I've been in that I'll talk about today is a lot more recent. Last fall, I got a call from a paranormal investigator inviting me to go into a legit haunted house with actual ghost hunting equipment and have my own opportunity to, you know, really, really investigate. And I I was blown away. Like, what? Of course, I could not say no. I could not say no. I was so excited. I got the okay to go live. It was an amazing experience, to say the least. I took my best friend along with me because, you know, if I was going to die, I was going to die with her. And obviously we, we all made it out of the house. We're, we're fine. But the house was nuts. I mean, it, it really was. And again, like I said, I went live. Now, all of this footage I have broke down into little mini episodes. They are on my YouTube page, so you can check them out. I encourage everyone to check them out. You know, go through all of the footage for yourself. See if you can find something that I overlooked. Because it is very possible. I have no idea if any of you have ever sat down and tried to edit a video, let alone <laughs> try to pick apart a video. But it's it's time consuming. And I know I'm like, hey, you guys should should do it. But it's time consuming, especially when it's you in the video. Like, I, I already lived all of that. So reliving it, there were times that I was super scared. <laughs> and maybe I skimmed past some things because I was already freaked out by all of it. But I'll kind of walk you all through what happened while I was in that house. Now, when we, when we first got there... We didn't go live right away. We went through and got like a mini tour of the whole entire house. There was, you know, the main, the main floor, there was a second story, and then there was a third story and a basement. So if you want to count it, four stories, it's fine by me. That's what I'm going to go with. So when I was on, you know, the outside looking in, I really didn't have any, any sense of feeling. Like I said, towards the beginning of this podcast, I use feelings as a reference point. Am, am I feeling anything? Yeah. Okay. Probably a ghost. If there are ghosts, am I not feeling anything? That's probably because nothing's in this house. Well, on the outside, again, I didn't feel anything. The moment that we walked into this house, the air was so thick. I mean, it, it, it was pretty warm outside <laughs> and there was like no air conditioning inside the house. So just trying to throw as much out there to logically explain everything that I'm going through or that I went through. But the air was thick. I mean, it was like almost, almost electric in a way, just the way that immediately goosebumps my, my 
arm hair was standing on its ends. Like it was just an insane flow of emotions. There were at least, at least two deaths that were recorded to happen in the home. Both of those deaths were, you know, natural causes. So it wasn't like a murder or anything like that. But there wasn't a lot of research that could be found on the property, let alone the home itself, which is crazy, but also very common in Seymour, Indiana. I don't know why, but we just like our secrets around here, I guess. I don't know. But we went through the mini tour. Um, the investigator got to point out, you know, all the different locations that, you know, this is the room where someone died in. Um, this is a room where we got this EVP and someone saw a ghost in that room. We just, we got the whole breakdown before we went live. And then we went back downstairs, you know, to the little meeting room that we were using and we started the live footage so we could go on a tour with all the people that wanted to watch it. And there was, there was a lot of things that happened during the live video. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. Like I said, if, if anything really got relayed over to the footage that I was able to upload, but just to kind of go through my whole experience with it once we went live. I tried, <laughs> I tried so hard to cover up my fear that I was definitely going through, you know, being goofy and, and funny. And I was, I was just trying to really hold everything together, but I had already went through the entire house. There was already some creepy things that had happened. We were on the, this is not on the footage. This is during the first tour, but we were on the, the second floor going back down to the first floor and there was a crash that came from inside the home. There was only three of us in the house and we couldn't figure out what, what crashed, what fell, what was the noise we heard. So once, once we went live, I was already, I was already pretty spooked. One place that I did not want to go back in when we went live was the basement. The first time we went down into the basement, instantly, instantly, my legs just went weak. Like I felt like I could not hold myself up. I was shaking. I was terrified. Nothing even happened when we went down the, into the basement, like nothing happened. It was just insane. Just the feeling, nothing even had to happen. It was just the feeling that I got that made me so afraid. But when we were live, we tried to do EVPs and ghost boxes, like on every single floor. We tried to do something. I mean, we we're really trying to investigate this professionally, if you will. And on 
you want to call it the third story or the fourth story, whatever. I'm going to call it fourth, like I said. But on the fourth story, this was probably the scaredest that I was, aside from being in the basement. And if you guys know me, then you will, you will understand why. I hate dolls. I absolutely hate them. They terrify me. And in the very top story, there were dolls, but not just any dolls. Okay. Haunted, haunted dolls. These dolls were not original to the home. They were brought in later on. Someone had contacted the paranormal group and said, get these possessed things out of my house. And this, this person went as far as putting them in the suitcase, drowning them in salt, and taping the suitcase closed with a Bible on top of it. And I mean, they used so much tape, it was insane. Just crazy. We did capture something a little, a little, you know, off the wall when doing an EVP session around the dolls. And I, I hate, I hate prompting. I hate telling you kind of what to expect because I really want, if you're going to go back and you're going to watch the footage, I really want you to go into it with an open mind. But th this is just too crazy not to share. When we were doing the EVP around the dolls, there was, like I said, there's just three of us in the house, two girls, one guy, and guy was talking, you know, the investigator was, was saying something, and then he took, you know, a breath, like he stopped talking. And at that moment that he wasn't talking, another male voice can be heard. Now, I could not understand what the voice was saying, but you could, you could hear it. It was caught on the EVP itself. Blew my mind. Now, all of the ghost box footage, I... Some people have said, yeah, that's definitely, that's a ghost. This is what they're saying. Some people are like, that's just, you know, radio noise. Me, personally, I'm more on the whole radio noise side of it. Maybe that's because I'm, you know, going off of what TV has shown me, you know, to expect during a ghost box session. And being around that ghost box, it was just, it was a lot of radio talk. I didn't really, I didn't feel like anything was being picked up. I just felt like it was just a radio station that would cut in and you would, you would hear something. I, I didn't feel like anything was relevant, I guess. But it was, it was a crazy, crazy experience. There was so much, <laughs> So much that happened, but also not enough. You know, I, I really wanted there to be more. And, and I will tell you before you go into it, like there's, most of it was just what I was feeling. It was insane and probably just for me and just for, you know, my friend that went with me. If you ever get the chance to go 
on an actual ghost hunt, I definitely recommend it. Even if you don't capture anything, you know, super amazing that's just going to blow minds, you're going to have a feeling that's going to stay with you for a lifetime. It, it's, it will change your perspective. Maybe not on believing 100% in the paranormal, but it will change your perspective on just how much maybe your mind can mess with you. Well, until next week, thank you all so much for tuning in. I so appreciate it. I can never stress that enough. And stay creepy.